0: Coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California, your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Don. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. Are we live? We're
1: live.
0: Sean, good to see you. I'm here with the doc, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about
1: a couple things, That's going to be very interesting. And uh, but I got to work to try to fit in some medicine into the into the MMA, right? Okay. Well, you are the doc. <laughs> yeah, but we got you know we got to oh, keep. There's always sports medicine things that happen in these fights. But we did talk about a fight last week with Chris Weidman, uh, unfortunately broke his own leg over his opponent's uh, leg. So the aftermath of that, since we talked about it, he released some pictures. So he had what we knew he had, he broke both the both bones. Otherwise, yeah, we'll picture. Uh, yeah, but I'll find one. But it was interesting, it was an open fracture. So an open fracture is what used to be called a compound fracture. I didn't notice that. So you didn't notice it, uh, but what happened was when he stepped, he actually stepped on his broken leg and his fibula, the smaller bone, went right through the back of his calf. So that's called an open fracture. They're dangerous and they're orthopedic emergencies because of risk of infection. So once you expose the bone to the outside world, especially the MMA cage, you got to worry about uh, infection. I didn't see
0: any blood anywhere. It
1: must've started bleeding right after they cut away because it was gruesome. They didn't keep filming it. Uh, But he showed the pictures on his Instagram or somewhere online and he has a pretty good open wound right behind his calf in the back. So those injuries, they go to surgery right away. So you can wash them out, clean them out, and they get antibiotics for a few days. So open fracture.
0: That was Uh, interesting. You don't see many
1: open fractures in mixed martial arts. We see, unfortunately, we see a lot of them from car accidents and other things. Yeah, yeah.
0: In the ER, we didn't see many open fractures. There. I mean, once something goes through the skin, man, it's like it's fucking it's heinous looking. I mean, a broken arm like here and this like your forearm is hanging like it's your wrist. That's pretty kind of gross. When somebody breaks their shin on a leg kick and the way they step on it, it's always the same thing. You, and they always show it on video over and over, and it's terrible. And the leg like wraps around because the shin's broken. That's pretty gross and it's just heinous to look at. But man, poor Chris, an open or compound fracture of his leg.
1: Yep, man. So hopefully, you know, the 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 first, you know, obviously they they fixed his leg too, but part of that surgery is cleaning it out, thoroughly cleaning it out, washing it out, and then he's on antibiotics after that. Uh, But you're right. Maybe they're not as gruesome when the bone doesn't come through the skin. I remember one I had covering a football game. Did we talk about this? There is a kid streaking the field at halftime, and he fell and broke his arm completely – You know, it wasn't an open fracture, but it was pretty gruesome. His arm was going the wrong direction. And I reset it on the field and the whole crowd reacted to that because it was a full stadium uh for that that back pre-COVID, pre-COVID days. So he
0: broke so I mean, I'm not saying he deserved that, but it's like (laughs) it's kind of like showing off before
1: a fight and then getting knocked out. The best part was he had a mask on. So we brought him to the sidelines where we examined the a covid mask. No, this was a of like a horse head or something, like a mask, like to hide his identity. When you streak your high school, I don't think you usually don't want to get in trouble. That one didn't. So I hear, well. So so he came. We brought him to the sidelines in front of the whole stadium and took his mask off, and then everyone, you could hear everyone in the crowd. Oh, it's Joey or whoever he was. Who was he? It was one of the students. What's his name? Who does that? What year? Who, who does, does that? Who raised that kid? But anyway, no. he was running from security when he fell and broke his arm. But gruesome still because it's you know we see this stuff all the time. But could you stop laughing? No, I don't. It wasn't that moment. But the story, in retrospect, he probably laughs about it now when yeah. he tells this story. This totally. is a story to tell your grandkids when you were streaking the high school football game and broke your arm.
0: Yeah, you really.
1: But anyway, Chris Weidman's open fracture. Let me tell you about my favorite. My
0: favorite. I had a compound fracture um, incident when I was working as a nurse, which was my favorite one. And I'm not saying the guy deserved it, but I, I'm not proud of this, but I'm going to admit it right now to you guys. Um, I did laugh. I did laugh. That makes me a terrible nurse, a terrible human, but I did laugh. Okay, so we're in the we're in the we're in the we the uh, the prison, and we're in the yard, and there's a fence in the yard, for a uh, for a baseball or softball. There's a fence, like a you know what do you call a fence? Um, and he's upset because everybody just found out that he was a pedophile or child molester or some, and he wanted he was going to commit suicide. So he's screaming and yelling and. And they called us out to the yard um, because he was threatening to kill himself. So he climbs up, he climbs up the backstop, this the the fence. That's about like ten feet high or something. And he's yelling and 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 he's gonna kill himself. So he ties his belt to the top of the uh, of the fence, and he is he has a noose. He's gonna jump off and kill himself. So everybody's yelling, and there's a couple of the guards are trying to climb up I'm oh, sorry but uh, they were trying to climb up the fence and the reason this guy is going to kill himself is kind of ironic he just found got found out by one of the inmates he started spreading the word that this guy is a child molester so it's hard to. I mean it's hard to have that much sympathy for the guy but whatever so he so he's yelling at the guard to lead don't, don't come and get him because the guard was going to climb up the fence and grab him so he jumps off the fence, like he's gonna hang himself, right? And everybody's like, "Oh, she's gonna hang himself!" But then all of a sudden, the rope, bre- uh, the his belt—he's using his belt. His belt breaks, and he falls to the ground, and he does—he lands on his feet, and he gets a compound fracture of one of his legs. So now he's laying on the ground, rolling around in pain, and he's yelling and he's screaming and he's. Crying, and we're standing there, and I, I gotta admit, I'm I'm not proud of this, but I laughed.
1: So I try to tell an uplifting kind of a story about high school, and this how's it uplifting? Out of, it's out of this kid just streaking the field, trying to have a good time. And you go to what prison, pedophiles, and suicide? All right, anyway, so <laughs> so, so let's talk about the fights. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Listen, my we God. We both have different, like, experiences everywhere. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Very different life
0: experiences. That was awkward. Anyway. um I spit out all my
1: coffee. So, we there were some fights this weekend. There were some more. Yeah. <clears throat> there were more concussions, as always. <clears throat> oh so, what fights did you want to talk about from this card? This is the Dominic, <clears throat> Dominic Reyes versus Prohaska. Uh, yeah. Uh, where's well, he from? Czech Republic or something? I think so.
0: Because I heard him saying that.
1: This guy... This was a fight. You didn't see this whole fight. This was go back and watch this fight. So this one ended in round two with a spinning elbow. Brutal, brutal spinning spinning elbow. That was what you call a knockout. This guy fighters like this that you watch fight that are just uh, I don't know what do you call it. They're creative. They're fun to watch fight because they're they're not it's not they're not just you know cock boxing. This is a guy that's thinking about every kind of attack.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There's there's a lot of great martial artists in, in in mma
0: and mma is mixed martial arts you know i consider them martial artists i consider mma a sport but it produces a lot of good martial artists and it competes in martial art like uh, rules but it's a sport it's a sport no no doubt about it but this guy this guy's uh, a
1: martial artist jiri
0: comes across like a he is a true martial artist like he should be on a horse uh, with a samurai, you know, bow and arrow and a samurai he's sword. He's got a
1: crazy samurai hairdo. He does. He's, he's his head's all shaved except for the top, and it's in this crazy ponytail on the top of his He's head. either a samurai or a Viking. But it look,
0: it look he's, a, he, he's a he's a fantastic uh, martial artist, and he showed his skills against uh, Dominic Reyes. And uh, in the last round, or the it was the second round, and he gets Dominic, and they, they're going back and forth. It's kind of back and forth, but he throws an elbow. It doesn't really land that well, and then he just spins in, and Dominic is coming in into a spinning elbow, and it just hits Dominic, which you don't see elbows causing knockouts very often. They usually, when, when they catch well, they usually cause
1: cuts, but oh. this one knocked, caught him just right, and knocked him out cold. There've only been a few, right? I remember there was an like an up elbow that knocked somebody out that was coming in. There's a, there haven't been a lot of these. Yeah, Knockout. the Korean zombie. Yeah, Korean zombie. There, there haven't been a lot of knockout elbows. It was, it was impressive, but yeah, just the guy's whole demeanor. He's only fought a couple times in the UFC, but twice. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was the second. They're fight. already
1: talking about him getting a title shot. Yeah, uh, not in front of Glover, but.
0: uh no, not in front of Glover, but. Maybe the winner of the Glover Jan fight, so basically Glover, and um, very respectful guy. And he said, you know, he's he'd be honored to fight the winner of a, uh, uh, you know, Jan and Glover. How did he get a? How did he get a uh, title fight that quick?
1: He's had a lot of pro MMA fights. And I know, his, but his he's knockout not in the UFC though. He hasn't he hasn't proved himself there. No, he is though. He is now. He fought number what is Dominic Grace supposed three. to be number three?
0: Huh. Who's number
1: two? Who's right up there. Whoever yeah, well, so... Just
0: so, yeah, so this guy is a true martial artist. They both are. But it, I love... The thing I love most about MMA, which is the sport, is because it highlights so many great martial artists, and it exposes what won't work in a true... Martial arts scenario, like getting jumped in the street, and it shows what will work. So I, I, I think MMA is the best sport ever,
1: and I love watching it for that. But
0: all right, so anything else you want to talk about that fight?
1: No, but speaking of techniques that work and don't work, the the co-main Did you see this finish? Cub Swanson fought. Yeah. Oh God. Chikadze, or however you say his name. I did not want to see Cub lose. Chikadzi. Well, this one was over fast. It was over in one minute of round one. Wow. So this was a left, this is a liver kick. It was a beautiful liver kick. And and I
0: don't know if he always fights southpaw or not, but your southpaw, you got to realize the southpaw's best weapon and only advantage they have over a orthodox fighter is they can attack the liver more effectively and more efficiently with their left leg. That's, to me, that's, that is the only true, well, there's two, two advantages. That is the only true advantage in, in technique. The other advantage uh, Southpaw has is because only like three out of ten people are Southpaw, they fight more Orthodox fighters than Orthodox fighters fight Southpaws. So it's it's a lot of people can't figure out a South, Southpaw fighter and has a hard time with them. But their main attacking goal uh, advantages, they can get to that liver better than we can, and I don't like to admit that, because I have Orthodox pride.
1: But against a southpaw, we always give that up. So this was a classic example of uh, what happens when, it, when you take a body shot like that. You just can't. It's a KO to the body, which is impressive. That fight was over as soon as he got hit. That fight was over.
0: And when you say body, it's liver. Right. Yeah. Because but if you hit on the left side, it's not going to do that. If you get hit in the solar plexus, it's not going to do that. Nowhere else in the body will you react physically like you will if you get hit in the liver. The liver is like nothing else. You get hit, you get the wind knocked out of you in the solar plexus. Even if you hit the ground, you roll around. Ah, and then you can get back up. If you can pull yourself up, you can keep going. If you get kicked on the other side, it hurts, you know. But when you get kicked in the liver, you are you are physically, you are physically um, paralyzed. You're right. paralyzed.
1: It's not that you just can't take the pain. Even, it doesn't yeah,
0: matter how tough you are. No, you can't. Even you watched uh, um, you watched Oscar De La Hoya, one of the toughest guys ever, got hit in the liver, and he was trying to pull himself up on the ropes in a boxing match before they counted him out, he couldn't do it. You just, you can't move physically, you can't move. Plus, it hurts like hell. I mean, and the pain is secondary to the uh, to the fact that you become completely immobile. You just can't move. So, terrible place to get hit. Uh, one of the best places in, in, in combat sports. Um, the only reason it's not as effective in the street, for a kick it is, um but a punch because you're coming up at an angle and usually guys are fighting like this if you punch their point of their elbow you're going to do a lot more damage to your hand than they're going to do to their elbow okay now with a kick you're going to hurt your foot or your shin but nothing like breaking the little bones in your hand so that's why in the street if i was going to go for the liver it would be with a kick in the cage a kick or a punch.
1: So that fight was over quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, classic uh, MMA. And then uh, the next fight was a light heavyweight fight. Kutalaba fought again. We've seen him fight a lot lately. Yeah. Against Dustin Jacoby. And this one was a back and forth. The first round was maybe a 10-8 round for Kutilaba because he had eight takedowns. Um, it was just completely dominant. Kutalaba. What is that? Skana Jackson. Yeah. It's a Janet Jackson timer. <laughs> Excuse me. Gotta have my Janet. Uh so this was a back and forth, and then basically ended in a split draw. So each guy got one car, one of the judges, and then one of the judges was split. So
0: and they seem, you know One thing I like about Kudlaba, his fighting style isn't very uh I mean it's simplistic He's just he's just a go, go, go. Um, has skill everywhere. Has a killer knockout punch. His, I think his biggest, like, what sets him apart from other people is his pre-fight hype. Didn't he
1: do this again? Was there yeah. a pre-fight uh, attack or something? Yeah, he attacked the guy. With Dana White there. It is pretty funny. And Dana because White, Dana White said, was giving the other guy crap for not stopping it. Yeah. And he was like, now this time <laughs> it happened to him. Yeah. So he told the guy, now I know what you mean or something.
0: But, I mean... I gotta give him this though, because he did that with Glover. Um, Kudalaba, Kudalaba fought Glover. He did that whole thing too, but it's an act. And and after after the fight, he always he like he makes it. You know, he shows that it was just part of the act, kind of like um, kind of like Rampage used to do, but not as he's not. You know, well, he's English second language. I don't
1: know how funny he is in his own language, but, um, Connor's the most classic. He talks so much trash. And then afterwards he's,
0: he does, but he does
1: now. He he turns into a martial artist. Now he does. Yeah. But even when he's brutal, like to Khabib, he afterwards was like, Hey, sorry. Yeah. It's part of,
0: But, but, but the, the difference is he's not as sharp as, as, um, rampage was like this rampage and Ali and, and, yeah, you know, I even think um, in a lot of ways. I think uh, he's a little more uh, brutal, um, like Jorge Marsvidal. Um But um, Kudalaba, he just seems—he seems fine after the fight. He's, you know, he'll, he'll give you a hug after. But I think the difference with uh, Conor is he'll—he'll do—he'll go too far, like you know, talk about your religion, talk about your family, throw a fucking dolly through a bus. You know, sometimes he he gets a little too far in the pre-fight shit. I can't imagine Kudalaba doing that. The best the most he'll do is try to like pull you down or something like that. But okay, here's one. Um, let's talk about upkicks, Okay. Um,
1: well, there was an upkick on this card. There was an
0: upkick in the um, prelims. The yeah, the main main the main event of the prelims. There was a, uh, what was her name? Marcos. Mar- Marcos against Loro. Pinheiro. 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 Marcos against Pinheiro. And, um, and it, I mean, the fight itself um, was getting, she was taking her down a lot. Um, I think it was uh, Pinheiro. Um, but at one point, Pinheiro was on top of Marcos. And she was raining down, about to rain down, hammer blows. You can get so much power with a hammer blow on top of it. So
1: you knock you, someone out with a hammer. You blow.
0: knock them out easy. This is how we're breaking bricks. You can break like twenty bricks. You know, coming down. You don't go up to break the bricks. You're coming down. You can get so much. You can get so much force and, and gravity all on your side. You can really hurt someone coming down. But if they're laying there and they kick up, that's illegal. Only
1: if your opponent's grounded.
0: Yeah, but 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 if they're on one knee, they could they could do some brutal damage. But you're not allowed to defend yourself by kicking up at them.
1: But if their knees up this high, you can. <laughs> it's a it's a rule. Right. It's, it's a stupid a, rule. It's definitely great. It's not a great. It's a rule. If your opponent's down, you can't. No. Kick. This is this you can't is the kick stupid. a downed opponent. Right. In the face.
0: And anyone that's above you should not be considered a downed opponent. You should not be able to be considered a downed opponent opponent, if you're on top of your opponent raining down death and destruction on them. You shouldn't be constri- – if you're on your back, turtled up, or even like in a fetal position, or even on your face, okay, now, and you, you're standing over them, ready to soccer kick them, then, and only then – I think they should be considered a downed opponent. And the whole reason they came up with the, the downed opponent was because of the soccer kicks in pride. So the UFC didn't want to do that. So they said you can't kick or knee to the head of a downed opponent, meaning someone beneath you, so you can't soccer kick them. Now all of a sudden they're a downed opponent because they're on one knee and they're pounding you from the from from up down, from up to down. That's stupid.
1: Well, it's not the way the rule is
0: intended, and it shouldn't sure. be. And it shouldn't. It should be read, and or or it should be changed and say, it should just this is how it should be stated. If you are above your opponent, you're not a downed opponent. If you're below your uh, opponent, right, and and you're on your back or on your knees, you are a downed opponent. Bing. That's it.
1: Yeah, and the other big one for the downed opponent is the knees, the knees to the face. On your downed opponent. That's why these guys are always touching the floor with one of their hands or right. something.
0: Right, right. But the point is, like, if this guy's a, if this guy's head's here and you're here, this guy is not the downed opponent. You are the downed opponent.
1: Yeah, it's a little it's, weird. It should be relative. So anyway, so this girl up kicks the other fighter, who is downed you know, apparently down she was on walls. one knee and then that fighter who was down, but on one or two knees, you know, if she could continue, it would be what a point taken away. It could be it depends. This is, we gotten into this a lot where someone says, well, I can't continue. And it was an illegal blow. So now I win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was the controversy on this one. Was this girl really injured or not?
0: And so far all the, on the internet, all, all the YouTube or not YouTube, but like, Twitter and Instagram, everybody's saying she faked. Um, And nobody, nobody, nobody knows that. To say that, that, uh, you know, just like without, without any hesitation, it's like, you're not in their head. You, You shouldn't be able to say that. But for me, I wasn't in her head. So I don't know that, but it looked like from all the knockouts I've seen in my life since 1970, um, I'm not saying she was faking.
1: I'll never say that, but it looked like she was. And most fighters in most sports or in most combat sports, they ask to keep fighting when they can't, <laughs> when they shouldn't be. Uh, so it's always, odd. yeah, it's always odd when someone says, oh, I can't continue. Well, yeah, yeah. If you're saying,
0: yeah, if you're saying you can't continue, you can usually. It's like when I worked in the psych hospital,
1: the oh, guys, no. here is we, here we go again.
0: The guys that said they were really mentally ill and, oh, I'm hearing them, usually weren't. Then the guys that say they weren't mentally ill, but they were cutting off their own limbs and stuff like that, they usually were. So it's the same way. If you're saying you're not hurt and you're with it enough, it's like saying, oh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. You're talking a whole sentences about how you can't breathe. Then you can breathe. But if you're saying you can't fight, usually you can so I don't know why she couldn't fight. I didn't hear her say that.
1: No, I don't know either. But it was the body language and everything else. She was She's she was carried. Hurt. She was carried out of the. She was. Yeah, her coach or someone carried her out. And maybe she
0: was really hurt, if, and and I,
1: I don't know. It I'm, looked like a it looked like a pretty good smack to that. It looked like an okay smack,
0: but it didn't show much. It looked more like a push than a snap. And to be honest, I saw more snap in that shove where the guy whiplashed himself and I did the, this the more
1: interesting part of this is fixing the rules so that this isn't an issue. You know, this shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. it shouldn't. Whether be. or not she can continue or not shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. If it, it's not an illegal blow. It should
0: it not be illegal. Just like a 12 to six elbow is made illegal because if somebody was trying to take you down, which happened once in a fight and the guy was doing 12 to six elbows at, at the base of his neck, Right and the base of his skull right on his neck and on his spinal cord. So somebody said, that looks dangerous. So instead of saying you can't elbow to the the spinal cord or the the neck, they said you can't do 12 to 6 elbows anymore. So now if somebody's on the ground and they're 12 to 6 somebody's foot or thigh, (laughs) thigh, that's illegal. So that's not what it meant to be. So they should fix some of those rules like, I mean like it's like it's it's illegal to speed, but then you know, like if you're if you're if you're one of your kids was in the car and they had a freaking bullet wound to the chest, you're gonna speed. There are times you're gonna need it. You know what I mean? So this rule was taken out of context. I do I do kind of hyperbole.
1: Have we formally nominated you to the the rules committee?
0: I, I don't see why I shouldn't be. <laughs> you should be. I I think I'm pretty I would pretty pretty good at it.
1: I don't but, know how often they update these rules and it's the it's the state athletic commissions, right, that have their own yeah. rules cuz they change depending on where the UFC fights or whatever.
0: I'm going to call the I'm going to call are. the guy. I'm going to call uh who's in charge of that now? You
1: got some ideas. I know I, I know ideas. Big John was on it. Yeah. When they came up with some of these rules.
0: Yeah, he was on it. He would he helped Big John helped make some of these rules, but we got to we got to um, modify some of them now. All right. So, are we done? Wow. Okay. Are we? I uh, can't be. That's what she <laughs> said. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So thanks for coming. Check it out. This is this podcast is going places. And you know it's one of the best podcasts in the world. One of the best podcasts in the world. So you gotta share this. Share this and like and it. And
1: Court's fighting.
0: Court McGee. He's fighting
1: He's this? coming up. When May? I think May in May. He's fighting this month. I know he's training. I saw some pictures of him getting ready. Clark McGee. So Court's got a fight. Court the Crusher. We'll be able to talk about that in a couple weeks. All right, right, John. Until next time.